And we're live. Hello, listeners. This is Marzi. I'm Zay. And we're here to talk about the first people to honor their dead. Cue music. Weren't you frightened? Frightened? You are talking to a man who has laughed in the face of death, sneered at doom, and chuckled at catastrophe. I was petrified. 98% of us will die at some point in our lives. The darkness is creeping towards you, whether you know it or not. So a little planning can go a long way. Listen. You learned something about life and death? Yeah, don't die unless somebody's home. Hey, we pay. Hey, I saved your life. You didn't save my life. You ruined my death. Listen. There will be more time to learn what death really is. It is where the pain stops and the good memories begin. If I die in an evil place, then my soul wouldn't be able to make it to heaven. Get where it goes as long as it ain't here. Anthropology is forever changing. As we find more missing links, the timeline continues to grow. The year is 2022. As of now, we have evidence of Homo Neanderthals being the first of the humans to bury their dead. Before we can discuss the discovery of their burial, we must understand who the Neanderthals were. So, fun fact. Neanderthal, that's how you think you would pronounce it, because it's a T-H. It's Neanderthal. No T-H. Sound like the, the, the. Anyways, the Neanderthals are our closest extinct human relative. They resided in Europe as well as southwestern to Central Asia about 400,000 to 40,000 years ago. Their skulls were oval-shaped with a receding forehead and a robust brow ridge. Zay, do you know what robust means? Yes. Can you explain it to our... uh, You want me to define the word robust to our audience? Yeah. I think most people know what robust means. I think you're just trying to say that these people had very large foreheads. Yes. But robust is like more... Like of a thickness of their eyebrow ridge, which is why it like sticks out. They also had angled cheekbones, large noses, and short, stocky bodies. So they kind of looked like me. I'm just kidding. I don't have a robust forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. You don't want to piss anybody off. How would that piss anybody off? I don't know. We're supposed to honor cultures. These, okay, look, the Neanderthals <laughs> are dead, and they've been dead. No, there's still some people who have, like, I mean, we all re- have, wait, we related have, genes that show a little more than others. I mean, te- Zay. <laughs> hey, what? You're the one who brought this up. You want to talk about this, we could talk about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, okay. They're, they're the first, like, people, right? Okay, well, when you think of a Neanderthal, what do you think of? I think of a caveman. I think of that Geico commercial. So. <laughs> You're good. It's so easy a caveman can do it. Yeah, and even still, like, it, like you remember those commercials? It was offensive. He would, he was mad, but. Yeah, like, they, yeah. They still exist, you know, like Cro Magnon, you know. True. True. Anyways. Anyways, 
I do have a short and stocky body, though. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> These adaptations were to help them survive colder environments. What's truly amazing about their anatomy was actually their brains. The first peoples. like. Well, they weren't just the first peoples. There were peoples before them. They're just one of the more interesting ones that we were related to. But they're non-homo sapiens. Different species relatives, but... Yeah, they're not homo sapiens. Uh, so anyways, they're brains. So their brains were actually as large as ours, if not bigger. Everyone knows bigger is better. Anyways, so their first discovery was in 1829 at Angus, Belgium. But they weren't recognized as Neanderthals until later. In 1856, the specimen, Neanderthal I, was discovered in the, and I'm so sorry if I pronounce these German words incorrectly, um, even though I have German in my ancestry, I still I don't speak German very well, so I'm so sorry. Anyways, back to where we are. Uh, Feldhofer Cave of the Neander Valley in Germany. In 1864, the specimen became the first fossil hominin to be named, Homo Neanderthalensis. Homo Neanderthalensis. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Anyways. And this name was suggested by geologist William King. And Neanderthal one was actually the third discovery of the specimen after the one in 1829 found in Angus, Belgium, and another one found in 1848 at Forbes Quarry, uh, Gib- Gibrater, Gibrater, it's like two T's, Gibrater, Gibrater. So again, um, I apologize. Living in colder climates suggests that Neanderthals did not have an abundance of edible plants to eat year-round. So they were forced to like hunter-gather kind of thing, like that in Rome? Yeah, essentially. Nomadic. Yeah. Uh, in a way. So scientists actually found evidence that the Neanderthals were seasonal hunters. And they discovered this by uncovering wooden spears as well as a large number of butchered big game animals. The remains, not full animals. And these animals would be uh, reindeer and red deer. And this is just kind of like during... Like they're found in kind of similar areas, mm-hmm. right? Corresponding areas, essentially. Urban dating, put them in the same. Yeah. Okay. And not only was there evidence of hunted animals by the bones they found, but observing the bones of the Neanderthals showed that their diet heavily consisted of meat. But the Neanderthals didn't just eat meat. They also ate plants, and we know this because plaque on their molar teeth are proof of it. Uh, the plaque actually contained starch grains. And that's also not all that they ate. There's actually uh, evidence that they also ate mollusks, seals, dolphins, and fish. And this was in the coastal regions. I'm assuming they had tools. They were able to manipulate fire. Yeah, actually, they were one of the first ones to actually be able to manipulate fire. And then also like language, right? 
there any history on that or any like i don't remember the linguistics uh i mean i know that they probably had their own grunts and way of speaking to each other but not like something not how we speak to each other today yeah maybe not like a written language but maybe like an oral type of special specific sounds yeah because it would also probably be like tribes I don't know. I mean, I don't think. I I also have no uh, background in any sort of history or like I took AP history in like high school, but that was like a lifetime ago, and I don't remember too much about stuff. But yeah, I don't think that's okay. The Neanderthals ever got to like big society? No, no level. Not really. Of, you know, like civilization. I mean, there's still stuff that we're to discover. And there's only so much that we can really understand about a old species based off of specific things that we are able to uncover and, you know. Yeah, I mean, the more st- understand. stuff we dig up is like carbon dating is still also very like new. Like it's like less than a century old now. Yes, and fun fact, you can't carbon date dinosaur bones because those are fossils. You can't carbon date fossils. There's no... no. Carbon? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool things, right? Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about the tools now. Uh, So, and we're not even into the whole how they buried their people. We're just, we got to get to know these people or... Well, I mean, they were people, right? I mean, they were... Kind of. They're, like, part species. of our DNA. Like, we're relatives, you know? It's in our ancestry. It's in our genes, right? It depends on who you're talking to. So, there are uh, there's some... Debate. There's a lot of debate in what we consider them. So, some people say, oh, they're species. Some people say, oh, they're relatives. I mean, they are relatives, and they are species. So, it's just a matter of... But, I mean, even even some animals have, like burial rituals or like custom things like yes it's not necessarily but we're human. not going to talk about other animals today unfortunately because well, I, mean, I don't have enough uh research on that because that's animals oh yeah i'm sure that'll come later down the road yes much later a but lot later this species did yeah but we're not there yet we need to know about their tools okay so the tools of our neanderthals used were different from the earlier Acheulean tools used by Homo erectus. Theirs are called the Mosterian tool, which were sophisticated flake tools from a stone core rather than a stone that was chipped down to tool form by removing the flakes off the surface. They used tools to hunt and sew. And they also thrusted spheres. So instead of like throwing them like over, they thrusted them. Stab. No, not stab. Thrust. So he still released it. And this allowed them to actually hunt from a further, safer distance. So they thrusted the tools and it would go farther than throwing it because they have more essentially control over your spear. I know nothing of javelin tossing. But maybe it's different species related. It could be because, again, they were short and stocky. 
Yeah, different muscle groups, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anywho. They also controlled fire and lived in shelters. And we even found evidence of them making objects of symbolic meaning. They used all parts of the animals they killed. Um, and we see this with possible scraping to clean animal hides with a scraper made of stone or bone. Or an awl. It's spelled A-W-L. All To poke holes and strips of animal tissues to sew garment. And they were actually the first early humans to wear clothing. I wonder if they had fashion. <laughs> this is the Neanderthal fashion magazine of 70,000 years ago. Or someone had like a real nice like animal hide. Like it came off of like a real beautiful like wolf or something. I wouldn't doubt them looking nice, you know. I bet they're really comfy and warm. But then remember that they lived in really cold environments. So yeah. these hides really helped um, stay warm. Definitely more function over fashion. Definitely. And same thing for tools, you know. All that good stuff is more about functionality and how it'll help them with survival. But you know, fashion is also like part of functionality. It's kind of like that evolution. You know, you see a trend or something like that. Everybody's doing it, you know. But I'm sure that also comes from, let's say, someone learned how to make a better spear or arrowhead than everybody else. And then they see that it works better or something like that, or a better tool, a better, you know, club, knife, anything like that. Well, yeah, you see that with evolution. Yeah, exactly. So trend the first fashion hide protection Ooh. so now that we know more about these specimens we can dive into the controversy of them being the first humans to deliberately bury their dead and yes i said controversy what's what's controversial So, the debate began in 1908 when excavators discovered a fairly complete Neanderthal skeleton near La Chapelle-Bolle-Saints in France. Uh, The skeleton looked as if it had been deliberately buried because it seemed the grave had been dug and the body laid inside the fetal position covered away from elements. Now, skeptics of the twentieth, uh, sorry, of the twentieth century, believe their excavation techniques were too sloppy to be sure of deliberate burial. So, not necessarily saying, "Oh, well, they didn't do it." They're kind of focusing on the people back in 1908 and saying, "Well, how are you so sure that they deliberately buried their dead when your techniques weren't that good and our techniques are better now?" And you may not have, like, excavated properly. Uh, Yeah, like, how how does one even tell whether it was deliberate or not? I mean, technically, yeah, you could be laid to rest in the fetal position. Or, I mean, you could have also passed away that way. It's possible, but there's more to it than that. Um, As we were talking about earlier how we see these species, a lot of the 20th century people, you know, our, our peoples, 
thought of this species being highly non-human creatures. Almost like Bigfoot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't see them as like... Equals. Exactly. Or like a because another type of they humanoid had, Yeah. They species. had primitive features. They couldn't stand up straight. They had a hunch over. Kind of like an ape-like person. A little bit more primate. They were a bit more primate than you see what with... We see as our naked human... Yes. Homo sapien... Is Homo erectus? You you mentioned that earlier. That's like caveman, right? It's a it's 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 one of like the the sibling or not sibling. Well, as far as a humanoid, human, right? yeah, yeah. So it's one of the ones species. on our direct timeline, not like a off timeline. Yeah. So I want to say we're more related. To more more related to Homo, Homo erectus than we are Neanderthal. Yes. Yes. That's right. That was like. They both coexisted in kind of time period, right? But Homo erectus was around a little longer because we even talked about it with the tools. Yeah. But anywho, because, you know, they were seen as non-human creatures, they couldn't stand up straight. This is what sparked a controversy saying, well, they're non-human creatures. They can't even stand up straight. What makes you think they can actually bury their dead? What makes you think that they actually did that? But the thing is, is like, they had made clothing. They also had things of specific, you know. I mean, I, even even like painting it that way. I mean, because I mean, t- technically to honor your dead, I mean, you don't even have to bury him. And there's plenty of other rituals and stuff that oh, yeah. we're going to address that have nothing to do with burial. So you're going to see a lot of anthropology as much as we don't want to be ethnocentric and ethnocentrism that is thinking your culture is more advanced and better than another culture because of X, Y, Z. That's what universe point of view. Yeah. Yeah. My, my culture is better because we don't eat bugs or like this is right. And it's not necessarily it's not, it's yeah. Like the mentality of, being better or like oh like i'm number one or anything it's just like more so describing the feeling like that's your experience and so you take everything from the center of that universe point of view yeah and it's one thing to you know think like that but i think the most important thing is to really understand and appreciate other cultures because we all live on this planet together and we all have different beliefs and different ways of living and the least we could do is not be judgmental of each other's cultures yeah especially of you know the rigidness of your brow yes yes (laughs) well i mean humans today don't have that big of a robust (laughs) robust sorry yeah that's right rigid robust i know what you meant it's okay you're a musician (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in the year of 1960 a shanadar cave located in iraq excavators found more evidence of multiple neanderthal burials one grave had a more interesting component soil samples around a specimen they named shanadar the fourth had pockets of pollen and a team of anthropologists led by Ralph Selecki 
and Columbia University concluded colorful flowers were placed on the grave when they were buried. And they thought Neanderthals showed an appreciation of beauty. But, you always like the butts. <laughs> Sorry, I had to raise my eyebrows in disbelief at that one. Anyways, this theory was put to rest when evidence showed that the pollen was actually transported by burrowing rodents that had actually disturbed the soil. So, if not to honor or mourn, which we cannot prove with limited fossil evidence, why did they bury their dead? I imagine... uh, I think it... It probably all comes back to, like I said, functionality, survival instinct. But if we're talking about the first people and if they buried them and why, if it was ceremonial ceremonial or not, or, I mean, I want to say there is a practical reason to do it, especially if you live yeah. in like, um, a, well, you know, like a... They could have buried them to put them out of the way kind of thing so well, that you don't have the smell of rotting corpses around ex- exactly so you're you're and still in the food chain maybe they don't want their you know their siblings or in a sense they are loved ones to be eaten and you know yeah or especially like if if you're hunting and i mean you're not the only predator around i mean there there's plenty of things that can kill a human or a humanoid and even sickness illness what if they died of disease and they decided to put them in a hole and cover it up you never know you never know because we don't there's not enough evidence that we can really find with the fossils that we have but i mean i'm sure if they were if they were smart enough to be able to learn how to make tools to come into the stone age use animal hide as clothing this is pre-stone age well they had they had stone tools right Kind yeah. I mean, they, bones and like stones. crude. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, even if it's close, if you can learn to manipulate fire, I'm sure that you can kind of determine that it's safer to bury something because it gets rid of the smell and kind of loses the sense. So you know, mm-hmm. if you're being tracked by predators, that could be one reason for it. Now, if we decided to make it a little bit more special along the way. Because it might have been chief leader or something like that. You know, someone of importance to a tribe or something like that. Yeah, but that's further down the road. And like I said, there's really limited fossil evidence that we have right now as it is. Or these older species. Mm-hmm. Where's the debate right now? It's still up in the air. Whether or not it was deliberate or... Yeah, I mean, more people are leaning towards it being deliberate and others are still it just depends on who you talk to yeah i don't i don't see why they wouldn't you know or why it wouldn't be deliberate yeah but then again i'm no historian or anthropologist yeah i mean we can only work with as much evidence as we find i mean as like i said there's always more evidence to uncover i mean one of our lakes here in california no, not California. Is it Nevada? Are you talking about uh, Lake... Is it... It's not Lake Havasu. Lake Mead. Lake Mead. How that one's, like, drying up, and they're finding a lot of, like, 
bodies and stuff. Yeah, but I mean that's also like recent, like with yeah. I mean it's re- it is know. recent and stuff like that. But, but I, mean, I mean with the, the global there, with you know with climate change, with all this coming to height, that's there's true. a possibility of us finding even more evidence, finding more fossils, finding more stuff that can help determine, hey, what if Neanderthals weren't the first ones? What if there was a species beforehand? And I have actually found more species in North America that predate what we originally thought. Um, and this is like newer recent findings that has happened in the past like, couple of years. It's really crazy how everything is just always ever changing, especially in the anthropological world. So I'm sorry about our first episode being kind of short. We just kind of wanted to give you a little quick lesson on the Neanderthals and first to bury their dead. Next week, we'll be focusing more on Mesopotamia. And that one will be a lot longer. A little bit more culture, a little bit more stuff to address. I mean, when you only have X amount of evidence it's literally everything is limited um all the i did have i do have some um in our show notes i have the links to the two articles that i read um there is a bunch of other articles but everything's pretty repetitive because there's limited evidence on the neanderthals so but anyways we hope you enjoyed this episode And we'll be back next week with Mesopotamia and the way their people honored their dead. Thanks for listening.